You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. This episode of Breaking Down the Ring is brought to you by Chala Legal Group Estate Planning. Estate planning is for everyone. Whether you're worth $4,000 or $40 million, estate planning can help protect you, your family, and your assets while you're alive and well. To register for an upcoming workshop today, go to chalalegal.com slash workshops or call 586-273-7157. Again, that's chalalegal.com slash workshops or call 586-273-7157. You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Ladies and gentlemen, we took a week off. We needed to. We had a lot of stuff to get together. And then we came back. Why? Why did we come back? Because we're going to StarCast, bitches. We're going to hear more about our fucking huge-ass announcement. We're going to talk about all of the things that went on in the last two weeks. Like, AW announced the day they're showing up on TNT. Raw had a reunion where Stone Cold Steve Austin drank a lot of beer in the center of the ring at the end of it. Plus, there's a bunch of SummerSlam buildup. We're going to get into all that and more this week as we... Break, break the ring down. Professional wrestler and professional podcaster, Colt Boom Boom Cabana. My name is Killer Cross. This is The Smoke Show, Scarlett Bordeaux. What's up, guys? The Machine, Brian Cage. This is Ryan from Pro Wrestling Tees. Sadly, you are not listening to The Art of Wrestling, but you made a decent choice because you're listening. You are now listening to... And you're listening... And you're listening to... You listen to Breaking Down the Ring. 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 Break it down. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the most inappropriate pro wrestling show in the motherfucking world. You're listening to Breaking Down the Ring. We are your ring crew. Smitty. Nick Hogan. Whole F and Joe. The return of the whole F and Joe. And me, the all Mikey one, Mikey himself. Z is on the way, allegedly, according to his chat. Uh, awesome. Uh, we got a fucking huge show for you this week, man. Obviously, we took two weeks off. Oh, sorry. We took a week off, so it's been two weeks since we've been, when we've been back on the fucking air. Uh, I don't know why it fucking came up as Evolve 131 on Periscope. Like, that's weird. Is it? Is anyone... Mm. Is it you show? know, I, now that you mentioned that, yeah, it came up in mind, too, and I just didn't even... Yeah. Like, Click it until you just said that. I was like, oh. But it's updated for the stream Mm -hmm. title. See, now you know my pain. Yeah, I don't, yeah, whatever. It's your fault. (laughs) 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 Um, So it's not, I'm going to fucking edit it right now as we're fucking doing it. Like, that's fucking crazy to me. 
that so just it's gonna be what it's supposed to say aw on tnt and SummerSlam buildup. we got a lot to fucking discuss um but first things first boys we got announced for starcast whoop whoop so i'll be i'll be very fucking honest about how this happened uh we put in the application process. So it, it's like any convention, right? You put in an application for it, you fill out your, and, and then you're let be known if you're accepted and then you pay your bill. You know, that's just how it works. Well, I hadn't heard anything from him. They're announcing all these fucking vendors and I was getting worried. So I messaged Daniel from pro wrestling scorecards. Cause I remember that he said that he was, you know, on their ass kind of, and I was like, all right, sweet. Um, what, how did you fucking get this going? And he was like, well, I just, I, I bugged the fuck out of him. And I was like, all right, cool. So I sent him an email that night. Um, and then I DM'd him on Twitter the next day. I was like, Hey, you know, I'm not, I, I understand how you guys have so many people hitting you up. I just want to point out that we hit you up two days after this inf- information when I was like the next day or something. Uh, I didn't send any money because nobody said to send money. It just said, if you're paying by PayPal, this is what you do. I said, I don't want to miss out on a great opportunity for our show. We ha- I had fun when I was at Starcast last time in Vegas. I would, I can't just want to love it. So fucking Starcast DM just right back. And they said, Hey, uh, appreciate the concern. Uh, just talked with Connor. Uh, and Conrad, you know, Conrad. Sorry. Why did I say Connor? I was, I was thinking Walt's kid. Sorry. Just talked to Conrad. Like I even just said it. I was like, wait, Connor, what? <laughs> uh, just talked to Conrad and he said, you fucker guys are in. And they, he didn't say fucking guys, but I was like, whatever. I was like, what? Really? He goes, yeah. I said, sweet. So fucking hit him back, sent the fucking money in and they fucking announced us 24 hours later. And I was so fucking excited. So fucking happy. You know, uh, Nick hit up, hit, sent a group message. He was like, Mikey, the DMs. I was like, yeah, so fucking big deal. <laughs> <laughs> but in reality, you were like crying, like on the other um, end of the phone. I was when <laughs> it, it was really the, the, after the second one where he was like, yeah, just do this and you guys are in. And I was like, holy fuck. Right. Because you, you could tell me I'm in all you want. It's but, all happening. You know, and then the announcement, I was I was at work and I just said, guys, got to walk away for five. And they're like, why? And I said, because I got to fucking move up, make all these posts. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, he, I remember him just coming back. Like He was like, I just come out. He said, Smitty, we're in. And I just walked back in the kitchen and go, I, 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 I was just stunned. Like, I didn't know how to react exactly. And it's awesome, man, because let's be very honest. This, it, it's not just... Something that's huge for AW and StarCast going on in Chicago. You know, obviously with CM Punk being there and things like that. Stings but it's it's something that's big for the people that show up there, even the little small ones. Like I was watching when I was in Vegas, the lapel yeah guys or pin guys. Fucking great guys. I was talking to them, you know. And they just little corner of the fucking area and they got it to work, you know. And it was – so I'm just re- – I'm looking forward to this just – for obviously to put our name out there a little bit more, but you meet so many fucking awesome people, you know, people that are in the industry. We, the smack talk super showdown, uh, game guys, which we're going to play before we go to Starcast. Let it be known this a month of August, probably the show after, um, SummerSlam, maybe the one. Yeah. Probably after SummerSlam, just because 
you know, we have so much buildup. Which SummerSlam, we will be having at B- uh, Buffalo Wild Wings in downtown Detroit. We will get into that. Um, Nick, you saw those messages. You saw the announcement. What was your thought process, man, when you saw it? Obviously being the newest member of our show. My initial thought was, oh, shit. And I said that out loud at my desk at work, even though I'm not <laughs> supposed to be looking at my phone, but I looked at my phone. And it wasn't loud, but I was, like, shocked. And then immediately I was like, you got to fucking, what, you know. <laughs> yeah. Twitter fingers. <laughs> yeah, I was excited. I'm, I'm, it's an awesome step for the show, man. I mean, it really is. Um, You uh, obviously saw the message and everything. Now, what about the post? When the post, did it hit you hurt harder with the post or did it hit you with the uh, the DM? The DM, yeah, but the post really cemented it. You know, it really made, made it, it real. It made it real, yep. And then I was like, I'm fucking posting this shit here, there. I'm going on fucking Pinterest. I mean, I really didn't, but. Why not? Uh, what? We're cool enough for Pinterest. All right, let me do that real quick. <clears throat> Damn it, man. <laughs> uh, Joe, you've uh, you've taken some time away for good reasons. You know what I'm saying? We uh, And I'm really happy that, you know, things are getting better and everything. So where you're able to come back because, dude, let's be very honest. We miss you on this fucking show. Well, thanks, man. You're fucking great. Especially I miss me. you guys, too. So you can't you, live life without my tag team partner. You know? So you're watching all of this t- stuff go down. Like obviously you're dealing with real life situations and everything, but you're still seeing all of the all the little. I'm still tuned stuff. in. Yeah, yeah. You Got see my. The, you see the DM get. You hear about the DM, and then you see the fucking post and everything. And what are your thoughts flying through your head? Um, it took a second for like the magnitude of it all to kind of sink in because, uh, you know, I remember being with this show on show number one you know in a little box in a little square building you know (laughs) um and now look how far we've come you know we've done comic cons you know we've hosted a a wrestling event actually um but when this happened and, and yeah i mean like like you said when the when they did the tweet announcing us i mean i'm not a social media guy as you guys know um but i it's still, I still realize what that meant. I mean, I, I had to show my girlfriend. I was like, holy shit. I was like, do you realize what an accomplishment this is for this show? You know, this is huge for us. And, and honestly, I felt like since I hadn't been here the previous few weeks that I didn't have much of anything to do with it. So I was super happy for you guys, especially you, you, Mikey. I know how much this means to you. Um, but even me, like just being, like I just said, not being much of a, a social media guy, even same thing with you guys. Like even I, like when I saw this shit, I was like, fuck man, I got my Twitter, like my Facebook and like just retweeting. And, that, that made me and posted sh- green Scott and, and, sh- and sharing it. Like, you know, and you know, we, I don't normally do stuff like that, but like this was to me, it was huge. So of course, like I was like just pushing this everywhere that I could. So yeah, it's, it's huge, man. I, I, I guess it, it was definitely different for me from because obviously you guys are seeing things that are popping up and I'm like and, and I guess like Nick was like I was just honestly expecting a little bit more emotions like but I went from I was really worried like and I and I even threw a tweet out there like a couple of days before I was like man all these people are fucking fucking posting shit and they're announcing all these people there's only fifty fucking spots 
in the collector's corner where they're putting people, right? So I'm looking at this going 50 spots and I'm looking, go there, them, 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 him, them, her, them. And I'm like, dude, this is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And my thought process at the same time is, look, I'm happy how much we've blossomed as a show. But at the same time, it's not the most uh, influential social media wise, right? You know, we've got, you know, our 1,200 followers on Twitter. We've got our 1,400 people on Facebook, you know, a couple, uh, just under 200 on Instagram and things like that. So we're not like what people consider influencers on the social media spectrum of putting stuff out there. We're not um, – you know, if you looked right at us right now and you, oh, they have a little over 600 subscribers. Uh, we and, you know, all these, what was it? 1700 some download. No, it was more than that now. 1500 uh, episode 100. Just either way, it was still, I think that almost doubled. So I think it was almost 3000, 3000 weekly listens. You know, like that's not to us. We're like, holy fuck. We got 3000 fucking people are fucking downloading our shit or listening a week. 600 people are fucking subscribed. That's great. Because we know what we've built from. But if you're looking at it from their point of view, they're like, I don't know. We're small fish. Right. But I'm still willing to spend money because you know what? You got to spend money to make money, right? We got our first sponsor just a couple months ago. Now we're going to fucking StarCast, you know? Nigga, we made it. (laughs) So I'm looking at this going, look, what I want from this is to get everybody's face on the map. And even Nick's hand, okay. <laughs> but that's, goals, that's, that's goals, squad goals. That's uh, that's what it is. From everything that I have seen, is you know, Joe, you're saying that you haven't been here, so you don't feel like you're a major thing. But you're saying that I've done. I, I could not. This if this was a one person show, I don't think I'd have anywhere near the following that we have, right? I don't think that I could put on enough of an effort into where people are like, yeah, 1,200 Twitter followers? Sure. Oh, 1,400 Facebook, 600 subscribers plus subscribers? No, I couldn't do that. Why couldn't I do that? Because it takes a piece from everyone. Everyone who's ever had a foot on this show, a voice, an opinion, Orlando Christopher, Callie, Z, you three, Anybody who's ever been involved in this show, it's an equal fucking effort. And I fucking am so excited for what we're about to do because I do agree that this is – everything else was a buildup. You know, everything was prep and this is our launch, I think. And it's taken a little over three years, but God, thank God. You know, my only problem with it is is – it's in Chicago. Fuck Chicago. No. <laughs> I agree with Detroit that. Detroit what, bitch? Uh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Fuck you, Blackhawks. <laughs> I will say. Ah, there's I, your explanation. <laughs> Fuck the Bears. I will say this. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll basically repeat what I said in the chat, though. I, I still believe that most of the credit goes to you. You know, and like I said also in the chat, you're not going to hear me put you over many times. So <laughs> this is going to be one of the few, if only. So. <laughs> You're the showrunner. Um, you've made all the contacts downtown with the events we put on. Um, you headed up our social media. You know, you keep this show in a flowing direction when uh, Smitty and or myself get off in some stupid sidecast. You know, you you are the one holding the reins on this show, and and you keep it flowing in the in the direction it should be. So. 
I still believe that you deserve the most credit on this one. Your persistence and, and just everything that you do for this show. Well, we all know how hard you work on this. So take a little credit. Fine. I'll shut up. Uh, that being said, <laughs> that being said, um, we got a lot brand new flyers, new business cards. We get a brand. You guys look, man. Everyone has seen the Ring Crew Championship for a long time. As a matter of fact, there was a girl that saw it with Smitty's dick around it, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so the new championship we will have will be debuting. Uh, hopefully at Starcast. Uh, if you guys have heard of Zebro's belts, go check them out. We're gonna. Put that over even more. This fucking belt looks gorgeous. Just they're gonna, the they're gonna have it in time. They, he said it usually takes about six weeks. I said, hey, uh, if you can't, that's fine. And then he went ahead with it because I was like, oh, so we're really hoping that I'm should get it like the couple days before. So you're basically like, up. hey, man, we really want this thing I, for Starcast. I, I, and he was like, all right, man, I'll get it done. He said six weeks, and I said, dude, I didn't want to jump on a brand new belt until I heard from uh, Starcast, and they just let us know Saturday. It's Monday, maybe. And then he didn't say no. You know, uh, awesome. You might know him actually, Joe. He's friends with Paulie. What's Marcus? It? No, I don't know. Maybe I'd have to hunt, hunt him down on social As a media of fact, or something. Orlando Christopher got uh, that title belt that he made from him. So, yeah, it's crazy. But let's uh, <laughs> uh, Daniel said, "Don't make my head any bigger than it already is." <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason I have the single screen. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's just because it's the only one facing this way. <laughs> so that being said, there has been a lot of other fucking shit that's happened over the last two weeks. AEW made their official announcement as to when they're debuting on TNT. Raw had a reunion show. A lot of stuff was set up on SmackDown Raw uh, from SmackDown from that last week. Raw this and SmackDown this week uh, to build up for the SummerSlam, including matches that no one really kind of saw coming. I don't even. Uh- one of them kind of I did see coming after last week's SmackDown. Okay. I think I know what one you're talking right. about, but we'll get to that. But now. yeah, so let's kick it off with the AEW stuff. Obviously, StarCast is built around AEW's all-out pay-per-view happening in Chicago. So that after this, after the all-out pay-per-view, AEW goes to TNT October 2nd, which is a Wednesday. And everyone was kind of surprised by this because they had already taken out the trademark for Tuesday Night Dynamite. So I don't have they. I don't believe they've made an announcement as to what the name of their weekly show is. So. No, they just have. But they have show. made announcements as to matches that are going on on this weekly show, including uh, the first match announced: Cody, don't call me Rhodes versus Sammy uh, Guerrero. 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 Um, how do you, Joe? Uh, you, you are obviously our most uh, – man, I can't even think of the fucking word. Uh, you know more about the indie shit. I couldn't even fucking – seasoned indie wrestling fan. Okay. There as well. Um, you're seeing this is going on. You're seeing this is starting. They announced Cody Rose versus Sammy Guevara. Uh, are you okay with them announcing matches right now even before All Out? Or would you have waited to see, wanted them to see, okay, here's All Out, this is what's leading into our first show? That's a good question. Um, I mean, I'm okay with them announcing a couple matches, especially because the second match they announced uh, still has some mystery and intrigue surrounding it. The Jericho. Right. Uh, So 
I, I would not like it if they just announced the whole card from top to bottom, especially doing that before All Out. So, yeah, I'm okay with a couple matches, but I do want to see something come from All Out that leads into that show, for sure. I mean, of course you'd want to see that, wouldn't you? Right. So my, my then question becomes, like, so if you're already ma- – you made the announcement, Jericho and uh, two mystery partners, were, it was Kenny Omega Kenny and the Bucks. Kenny and the Bucks. So Jericho, in my honest uh, fucking opinion, should be – the AEW heavyweight champion to keep I, I disagree. Uh, that's fine. But, um but and I and I feel like you 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 set that up and you move him in. This kind of make me th- makes me think that he's not going to be the champion by announcing him into a triple threat tag match. Uh, a six man tag, tag uh six man tag match on the first episode because normally you would want to you know feature your champion in something else. I mean, obviously it's also probably going to be the main event of the fucking show. It is your top fucking guys, you yeah, know. for your top guys. So, yeah, for your top guys. Already. And it's it just seems to me like you're already kind of uh burying the lead. You know, like sure, I'm okay. Cody and Sammy Guevara, fine. What parts are they really playing in anything right now? Right? Um, the young bucks are supposedly one of your highest up tag teams. Okay. And they should probably be in this tag team tournament. That's kicking off on your first ever weekly episode, but they're not as it stands. Uh, Kenny Omega. Sure. He's coming off of Moxley and everything. There's really nothing going on with him, but Jericho, unless he loses, there's really nothing going on with him either. And so I just, I just feel like, see, that's where I disagree. Well, if he loses, there's they could continue something going on. They they can continue the program with him and Paige, you know. Right, but what I'm but saying if, is, if, if they're if not, you're putting him in this fucking six man tag match, you know, against with with you know, let's be, it's probably with fucking Lucha Bros. Right. I mean, I would love it to be some. I would love it to be Dark Order. I think him putting Dark Order Order would be great. Mm-hmm. But again, it's just to me, it's like you have this. Television show that you can make a couple announcements for, you know, and oh, we're also going to display the belts, you know, but that's October 2nd and that is officially a month after All Out. And I just, Nick, is there anything in like, were you like, really you guys are an- announcing more than a ma- one match? Because again, I'm not even arguing the Cody Sammy match announcement. I'm like, oh, cool. That's a match, you know, and then we'll see what all the fallout from All Out. Sorry. <laughs> that could be a show. <laughs> Hashtag Fallout all from All Out. That's what that's what we'll, that's what we'll, uh, we'll call our follow up show. After. Yeah, the Fallout from All Out. Right, there we go. I just titled our show. God damn. Right See, I do contribute. Did. God yeah, damn. It. And we're gonna be doing that <laughs> just on Sunday. Episode. Thank at God Star you're back. <laughs> Thank you. I've missed you. So Nick, this is uh, being well, let up and so dealt far. with. What are your thoughts on the announcement of matches? Do you think they're already kind of burying the lead, or are you happy with this because it's gonna get you to want it? Turn in, tune in even more, even though we're still two months out from AEW on TNT on Wednesday. The only match I knew about up until an hour ago was the Cody and Sammy Guevara match. Smitty told me before the show about the um, Kenny Omega and Young Bucks versus Jericho and some mystery partners, but I, I kind of agree with both of you guys. I mean, I think that announcing only a couple matches, that's cool. Having other storylines after All Out going into the show would be the best case scenario. But yeah, I mean, you, it really makes you think about what they're going to do with Jericho. Uh, I did feel like he was going to win it all out, but yeah, now I don't not, think he should now. Not so much. So if he, it, it kills page. 
you know, what's Paige going to do after that? If if because Jer- if Jericho wins, if, if Paige wins, you know, Jericho go, you know, he could pull some heel shit, jump him, or you yeah. know, attack him the next night, or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but if Paige loses, like, man, he's just a, like a beaten dog with like nowhere to go, and especially when he called his shot like Babe Ruth and then didn't come through, that's going to make him. So look I, really bad when it comes to that match. Well, like, we'll get in, we'll get into that match. We're talking about the the announcing of matches right now. So, Nick, I, I think that they should keep it right where it's at. If you want to announce one more match, cool, but you have to have you have to have that build up after All Out. You have to have some things leading into it. And yeah, okay, some of the casual fans might not catch All Out, so you got to give them a reason to tune in. So you got to give them. That's a, why Jericho's announced, right? And, there still needs to be more surprise elements too, yes. like just completely unannounced stuff, other yes. than just Jericho's mystery partners. Right. At least till wait till after All Out. This is the third. Right. If it they want to so, build that whole card once All Out is over, fucking go for it. it Which is, is what they honestly should do. Right. And that's you know I, I'm not going to argue anything that's announced after All Out because that's obviously the next build up is from All Out to the telev- the weekly television series. So, Smitty, these matches are being announced. How are you feeling about these? Do you think it's bearing the lead, or are you okay with it? I'm okay with it because uh, Jericho being announced, just like Moxie's been announced for the show, for the live uh, October 2nd show, it gives a casual fan a reason to tune in. And I don't think it bears the lead on the whole all-out championship match because we don't know if Jericho's walking in with the championship or not. Maybe, like you said earlier, it may be the main that six man tag may be the main event, even if it's the main even if it's the main event, having your AEW champ or uh, your newly crowned AEW champion, a part of a six man tag with two mystery partners, it builds intrigue for that match alone. If even if he doesn't win, once again, Chris Jericho's name alone builds intrigue for that match already. Card subject to change. So let's now go into the all out card. Okay. Um <clears throat> and we'll talk about this match i said i think jericho should win joe obviously you haven't had a chance to talk about this so you think that it would bury page for him for if jericho goes over for sure why is that because he's the up-and-comer like i said he called his shot um he's the future of this company and this business jericho's there for name recognition to draw eyes into the product jericho's a made man does not need that title this could do, I mean, wonders, boost Adam Page's career tremendously. And I, this is a new product, a new league, a new brand. Jericho's been ch- champion of this, that, and the other however many times over. I think you need a new face and a new champion with a new brand, you know, a new league on a new, on a, on a new channel. So you're thinking, and then plus they can if if Page wins, they can go back to Page and Jericho after that. But like, I think if Page loses it, it really it really like devalues his character. Do you think even if he he lost in a if it wasn't a clean finish, that would still devalue his character? Because let's be honest, Page won that that uh, battle royal match. Uh, at double or nothing, he then won them a uh, fatal four way match at Fight for the Fallen. No, oh, I'm sorry, Fighter Fest. Fest. And then he won the match versus Kip Sabian. Kip Sabian at mm-hmm. Fight for the Fallen. So he's already three and zero. He's got the most wins of anybody on this roster. He's already going in there 
hot. So that makes even more sense why he should be the guy challenging for the title. No, I'm and I'm all right for him challenging for the title. I, I honestly think that this – I personally – the reason I think Jericho should take this is because your first champion is an established name that people then get even more outside press talking like, oh my god. AEW has Chris Jericho as their big champion. I can't wait to see what else they're doing. And if I'm not even saying Jericho needs to pin Hangman clean. I really don't think he should. I think that Hangman needs to have a reason to where he's like, that was bullshit, and I'm going to keep fighting for this because of how I was taken out of it. And I don't think that would hurt him if it was a bullshit win, but Jericho is your first ever champion. That that doesn't really go along with the type of character Jericho's portraying right now. Jericho's a heel... But he's not a chicken shit heel to steal a cheap win. He's more of a monster monster heel, just kick the shit out of you type heel. Yeah, thank you. Like you thank me for being here. He's more of an arrogant. Like, he's not gonna, you know, low blow a guy and you know, push the ref down to. That's just not his style. I mean, he'd he'd more than likely push it to be for like a no DQ match and make it a brawl. You know, uh, aren't all AEW matches no DQ matches? <laughs> it ain't new japan discretion (laughs) it's not new japan now uh smitty who are you feeling should take the fucking first ever aw championship um well i'm like a 50 50 so i feel 50 50 like i feel like jericho will validate the championship Smitty, have conviction huh conviction my friend know what you want and say it. What I want, I, like I agree with Joe. I believe that that's like, what we want. Say, I want to know what you want. I've watched Paige's career. This title will validate him in AEW more than uh, the title. The title will get, get more value with Jericho, but I think the company and the up and comers get he would get up and comer would get more validation with the title. All right. So there's also Darby Allen versus Joey Janela and J- Jimmy Hammock at Havoc. Havoc. Oh, man. I, want a, I love a hammock. Uh, in a three-way match, Cody versus Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard. Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks in a fucking AA, AAA World Tag Team Championship ladder match. Uh, the best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta versus the Dark Order, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson. Uh, the winner will get a bye in the first round for the tag team championship. John Moxley versus Kenny Omega in just a normal singles match, allegedly. And of course, I always talk about the Adam Page versus Chris Jericho. Where are you at in what is sticking out to possibly be the most excited match you're looking forward to, Nick? I'm really looking forward to that ladder match. Um, A lot of things that I'm reading, you know, I don't have a lot of experience with uh, the Young Bucks and Lucha Brothers, but from what I'm hearing is that these two fucking teams, obviously, from what I have seen, they go hard. But in a match like that, it's going to be one of the matches of that show. I think it's going to steal the show. I just, I, I'm that's what I'm hoping for. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I don't think that the Young Bucks are going to take those titles, obviously, but I'm really looking forward to that. Smitty, you, ro- you rose your hand like you were standing on the Olympic Stadium after winning a medal, the gold medal. Um, what? Are, so you're agreeing that the ladder I agree matches- the ladder match is probably one of the highlights I'm looking forward to right now. And uh, this, outside of that, I think the Spears uh, Cody matches I'm also invested in too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why is that? Because uh, they probably have the best storytelling out of anything that's being built right now. Uh, only re- like the ladder match, even though we I know the Bucks and Lucha Bros have history throughout the last couple of years. The way AW has built this uh, Spears 
Cody's story is via social media or whatever, everything they've done between their last three shows, it's the the, be- the best built thing they have going right now. All right. Joe, um, are you in the same boat as one of those two matches being the one you're looking forward to the most? Yeah, I'd say so. The the latter match. And I like uh I also like kind of like politically what it represents that they're it's for the triple A title and they're showing that on their biggest show, you know their next biggest show. Their next biggest show that they're willing to do business with other companies. You know, I like that. I, I hope maybe I I heard there's some uh semi burned bridges between them and Ring of Honor and them and New Japan. I hope maybe those fences could maybe get mended one day and do some more business with outside companies in the future because I feel like that's the key to this whole thing as far as competition goes. But for the match, getting back to the match, yeah, there, that's going to be the high spot fest of the night. It's going to be absolutely visually incredible. Visually, nothing's going to top that that what, night. What are you thinking about for Mox versus Omega? <clears throat> Don't know. Um, I have a I have a kind of an unfortunate feeling that I might be disappointed by it. Really? Why is that? Um, because there's just so much hype surrounding Mox right now, and there's going to be like super high expectations for this match. I feel like, and and part of me thinks maybe uh they might not have the best chemistry working together. Hopefully I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but but that's why I think that. Do you think you it might be more on Mox or Kenny? Mox. Okay. Uh, Smitty, how are you feeling about Mox versus Omega? Uh, I, well, once again, I agree with Joe. Like, I feel like this is high. It's really high. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 I kind of held down a pilch. <laughs> but, um, he was it's like, it's channeling really his inner Titus. It was an inner, like, uh, World slide. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's a really hyped match, and I'm wor- worried about it. I'm excited, but worried at the same time. I think I'm a little worried too because I think it could be really good. But I mean, have they ever ever wrestled each no, other? It's the first time I've ever. So match. they Leave may not time. have very good ring chemistry. That that you know is clearly evident, and what? it kind of hurts the feeling of the match. And it it could be a letdown. I, I think it could go either way. Um, but, but then again, Mox has been competing in the new Japan all, you know, right. It's not like he's coming into this in the, G, in the new yeah. Japan G1 against a ton of different, oppo- not a ton, but several different opponents that he's never faced before either. Yeah. And they've had some good matches over there. So, you know, I could be wrong. Um, no, Z sit there. So bitch. And everyone slide. World slide. That's what we're doing. I just muted your microphone, but I unmuted you because I'm an idiot. Um, so what we're talking about is the AW All Out card. Oh, I'm caught up. I was watching on my way. Oh man, <clears throat> um, he's one of our weekly subscribers. <laughs> yeah, I tuned. I tuned in while Joe was sucking your dick, and then I kind of went from there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I he didn't even have to squat. <laughs> <laughs> Had to use a step ladder because <laughs> it's so small he could not get to it even from that height. <laughs> um, Makes my hand look big. <laughs> it, it really does. 
greatest thing about small hands. <laughs> so, Z, what is the match that you're looking forward to the most on this AEW All Out card? Moxley Omega match. Yeah, so we they they were just saying how they're worried about this match. Why? Because they're feeling that it might it has so much hype and could be so disappointed because of that hype. Yeah, okay, but I mean it's still the match I'm looking forward to. Cuz those two names you know. <clears throat> well, not only that, but I mean Kenny is regarded as the best in the business, you know, as a whole. And Moxley's been on fire since he left WWE. So, yeah, there's a lot of hype surrounding the match, but I <clears throat> I really don't see how it couldn't live up to the hype. With that said, there's a lot of wrestling matches that I thought that about that didn't. So I'm not but I'm not worried about it. All right. Um, now, hello to Trevor. Is this and Tony and oh and Tony? What's up, Tony? I love Tony's life. He's followed me ever since. Really, um, Joe, you haven't been here uh, to and had an opinion at least on the show of how you felt about Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen. We've obviously torn them kind of to shreds to an extent, you know, saying that it's the officiating is just getting worse. Um, the commentary, while it just seems to flip flop, is this all out going to be a deciding factor for you into whether if it goes off well, or is it still, if it's just still trending down, is it a deciding factor to you? If you're actually going to try and give attention to their weekly uh, show? No, absolutely not. So you're going to, even if this sucks, you're like, okay, let me see. I'll give them a little bit of time in the weekly thing. For sure. Where is your line then if you're drawing? Because you said it yourself, you know, in our chats and everything that you feel the AEW product is still shit compared to Ring of Honor and New Japan, especially with the the G1 Climax and everything that has been put out. So that being said, where's the line that you draw to when you're like, you know what, I'll let, I'll give... AW a couple months and then I'll come back to it. Obviously, we're going to be talking about a lot on this show, but I mean to be truly invested into it. You know, where's your line that you're going to pull back from? I'm not sure if I can put like an exact specific situation on it, but I would probably have to say the moment when they jump the shark. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, once, because. Uh, I don't know. I see some things in their product that, that needs attention. Uh, like what they're announcing for one is fucking horrible. I mean, JR is all right. Uh, he's, he's good. I mean, he's not the JR of old. He's, he's good. He's doing good for what he has to work with. Excalibur is very, uh, intelligent and knowledgeable guy, but he's a little too like indie sciencey for me. and, the mask kind of irks me. Um, <laughs> Alex Marvez rubs my fucking so, dick. So bad. He's, so he's, bad. He's fucking awful. He's like, did I just sign a new he's like, he's like worse than Mike Adamly awful. All right. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. I, like he does not need to even be part time. of that fucking product at all. He, he really brings it down a lot. Like, 
I hate listening to him, seriously. Like, even if the match is good, when I hear his voice, I'm just like, ugh, shut the fuck up. Like, I get it. He's a friend of the Khan family, and he's been in the football. But so what? He's been in the football business. That's not wrestling. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know shit about this product. Um, and this is going to get me a lot of heat, but I don't give a fuck. I fucking hate Nyla Rose. I fucking hate her. Okay? <laughs> like, there is no fucking way they would let an athlete like that compete in the women's division in MMA. Would they? No. She doesn't have a fucking uterus. She has fucking a man body. Minus a penis. Or maybe she still kept it. Who fuck knows? Maybe she's a chick with a dick. Castro. She's, I mean, like, the only reason that first match with her like even worked was because of awesome Kong. Right. Like they needed a, a real force okay. to oppose her. Otherwise it would have just been man bitch killing these two little girls. Well, okay. So let's like, so, <laughs> hold on. So, hold on. so let me, ask and I know you. that's not the, I know that's going to get heat. Like that's no, not the PC but, thing to say. But I have nothing, hold on, hold on, hold I have on. nothing against transgender people or anything yeah, no, like that, but there is no way that that would, be legally allowed in a real sport. Now we've said. Now we've said this. We've met, had this conversation many fucking times, right? We we've stated that in any type of sport, uh, no matter what it is, if you put the biggest baddest dude up against the biggest baddest woman in just about every sport, that biggest baddest dude is definitely going to win. We've said this. It's not. It's true. There's like very few sports where it doesn't fucking matter. I think tennis is one of those sports where it doesn't matter if you're a dude or a girl. If you're Serena Williams versus the biggest, baddest dude. If if she took on Andre Agassi in his prime versus Serena Williams in her prime, I think Serena would fucking win. Because Serena Williams, I think, is just a badass fucking tennis player. And the way she moves and everything, but it's also difficult to call. But I think tennis is one of those more equally... Uh, you know, contested sports. Or golf. You know, d- depending on the tees you're playing right. for. Oh, yeah, no, exactly. I'm <laughs> like if you if you're letting the girl, the, if the girl's playing from the guy's tees, you know, or the guy's playing from the girl's tees, you don't know. Yeah. It actually might be more of a, a contest if the guy's playing from the girl's tee because he's still got to try and then figure out different tees from where he's playing from. Again, but if you're getting into things like basketball and you got LeBron James taking on the baddest Lisa w- Leslie, w- Lisa Leslie's fucking old school. I'm talking like one of the newest baddest fucking Brittany, WNBA Brittany stars. Grif- I quick know. name a WNBA. I don't know. There is Jenny <laughs> Griner. Let me tell you something. There is no such thing as a WNBA star. <laughs> Period. Segue into that poll. Anyway, anyway. anyway. So I'm not disagreeing with you in the Nyla Rose aspect of this because we said it. When she took on those two girls herself in that fucking match at Fight for the Fallen, it was just awkward. It's like, why the fuck isn't she kicking out of this roll-up? She's literally four times the size of the girl on top of her. Manhandle those girls, no pun intended. Yeah, so so we're not not arguing. What do you think the reaction would be from the – I mean, you know you're going to get – your your PC people and your SJWs to say that uh it say Nyla Rose is the first women's champion in AEW. I mean, how do you think? I mean, that would just be fucking weird to me. I'm that, sorry. That would be like when Ellsworth. Yeah, dude. That's wa- took the briefcase from Mark. You know, the backlash would be about the same. It's so, sure you would have your your like your sympathists and your apologists 
and stuff like, oh, that's so great. That's so wonderful. They did that. But let me tell you something. Despite what what media portrays, that's still a pretty small percentage of society. And I guarantee you most people would be like, what the fuck? So but so let me ask you then, is it Nyla Rose that rubs or is it the fact that they're booking her in these fucking stupid situations? It's the way they book her. I, okay, so it's not. I, so I just, it's not so much that you have dude, a major problem with Nyla Rose. It's because you said it yourself. You've watched all these other Mexican uh, independent. You, sorry, you go watched, ahead. You've watched other, uh, you know, lucha libre type. Yeah, and things, they have the exoticos they have, and yeah, stuff. You know, and but the like exoticos that, wrestle like. men. Yeah, which which you like. If Nyla Rose wrestled men, I'd be so okay with that. We're not arguing Nyla Rose. <laughs> right, okay, there you go. If Nyla Rose wrestled men, you'd be okay with that. for sure. But right now, the way they're booking her against people who are one fourth her size, it looks the stupid. only person in the division that can pose a real threat to her is Kong. Both Kongs. Oh yeah, Aja Kong, but we don't know how regular she's going to be with the company either. So and she's old. Too. All right. Not so that and but awesome that's Kong that's all I either. wanted to do. I wanted to clear up before any of the real heat started getting in. Like, oh shit, Joe hates transgender wrestling. And no, it's not that. It's the booking of Nyla Rose. He would love to see Nyla Rose go up against dudes. He'd love Nyla versus any of the Kongs. Dude, the Exoticos and AAA and Lucha Underground—they're fun to watch, man. So yeah, but yeah, the, just and, a Blanchard and, T- and Impact right now. But it, and that's all I was trying to do was to clear that up. I didn't want any type of heat coming on you. To, not that I would th- care anyway. I mean, not, but at the same time, <laughs> unnecessary. You know what I'm saying? It's not. It's not needed. You don't fucking have to deal with that. I don't want to deal with that. He's Smitty is already dealing Jewish. with that. He's used to the <laughs> but again, oh, either way, that hot heat. Can't so again, oven type of heat. <laughs> again, he said it because he's allowed to. Where's the line that you draw where you have to take a break from giving AEW the benefit of doubt? Maybe that would be if they put the t- the women's title on Nyla. I I, mean, I might just be like, man, they just jumped a fucking shark with that. <laughs> well, no. So what I'm what I'm getting at is you're saying that if All Out isn't bad, it is bad. You're not going to be upset and not watch the weekly product. But then you start watching the weekly product. No matter what happens, I'm of course going to turn into the. F- Tune into the first week's show. Okay, and but I'm talking about the weekly product. Total. I'm not just talking about the first episode. Everyone and their fucking mother is going to tune in the first episode like, oh my god, we got a 5.8. They won't, but whatever. I'm not going to bet on that because I don't fucking know. Um, but it's a, that'd be a huge fucking number on a Wednesday. Oh, we do our show on a Wednesday. Yeah, I was think I was already thinking of that one, man. <laughs> but no, I've, I'll get into all that AW viewing party. Right? So anyway... That being said, then where's the line? Oh, where's the line that you finally say, okay, I'm not giving them the benefit of the doubt no more. This product sucks. If, if is it three weeks of a show that's looking bad? Is it four weeks? Is it a month, couple months? Let's be honest here. How many times have I said that to WWE and I still fucking tune in? Yeah, but you aren't giving them the benefit of the doubt anymore. Now you're fucking ripping into them. You're you're like this needs to fucking change. This sucks. This sucks. I, there's that's what I'm talking about. The benefit when's the benefit of the doubt disappearing? I'll rip into him. Right, I've already been ripping into him. I'll rip into him regardless. Doesn't you, mean I won't watch it. Right, but you're still giving it benefit of the doubt. Like oh, they have to have time to fix and everything. Double or nothing was really good product. Um, honestly, shit, man, it could take them. Six months to a year to really get okay. rolling. All right. I what about th- for you, Z? Yeah. I was thinking. A year. I mean, they're not. They're gonna. They're gonna hit a bunch of bumps in the roads. Okay, Smitty, they're, when's your number? I'm, I'm at like the year, year and a half mark. Y- year and a half, man. 
Once again, I watched he, he a lot of wrestling. just has to add six months on to what I said. That's all he's doing. No, <laughs> as I say, about a year, year and a half, and that's because like I watched a lot of stuff like come and go. Like I was a big fan of Lucha Underground. I just when I lost time to watch it. I came back. Uh, product was a little, little too confusing. Um, like I've been in and out of Impact for like the last couple of years. I'm finally back in Impact because they've actually got a good story going. Okay, so, so I'm going to ask this question again. Because I don't know if you even noticed this in your answer, you said you tuned out from things. I'm talking about when are you? When's that benefit of the doubt? AEW is not a good product right now. That's a more with the whole year and a half because like so that's what it, that's about the same time I gave TNA a impact okay. before about, I was give it about four out. years. That's what you need to build a big <laughs> program. Nick, you said the same six months to a year. Yeah, six months to a year because I'm not used to watching so much. Wrestling. I mean, I, I've watched more wrestling in the last seven months than I have in the last seven years. But now when you're going into AEW and I have that more accessible alternative, I am going to give them, yeah, a good six months to a year because like these guys said, they're going to have kinks to work out and let's see what kind of storylines they can put together. And this whole, you know, aspect of having statistics and wins count and you know all that Let, let's see i gotta give that time i can't say well three weeks later and it fucking sucks you know i, I gotta give it time are, see, they, are they going live every week or yes just the first yep. episode yep. Live, every, live every week okay so it's uh i'm on the same boat as you guys i'm at a year i'm not not six months i want to give it a year yep and i i feel like the year going further than a year before i can say something is good or bad is just you're kind of hoping it gets better at that point, which you're, I'm hoping it's great. I'm hoping it's better than Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen because double or, no, double or nothing. When I watched it live, when I didn't hear the commentary, that fucking show was amazing. Then when I watched it with the commentary, I was like, this fucking show is good. <laughs> but that's like well, that's most wrestling live events but but no that's not because there are times where you're sitting at a raw event and it's fucking slow smackdown's coming into town next week probably going to that it's going to be fucking slow you know because it's but when we watched that raw that was filmed for the new year's uh great East, it was great because great. it just it flowed it was a fast-paced show and it was awesome. and granted it's also different for pay-per-views because pay-per-views move more there's no commercial breaks there's no worried about it you know so i'm Watching the show, and I agree, the commentary takes you out of it, but it does not change the fact that that product that they're putting on in that ring, for the most part, for AW, is high quality. I can easily agree with that, and I just want to say for the most part, because man, that fucking, I agree with you, Joe, the Nyla Rose match, that Nyla Rose match was absolute shit, she should not have been booked like that, and then there's all the little things, but that's little, you know, the referee, so on and so forth. So yes, a year for me is enough to get your kinks out of your commentary because of course it's got it you got to figure yeah. out how to work with each other plus when you go on to a weekly show rather than every month of a pay-per-view you're going to get better chemistry you're going to see how everything works more and I'll be fucking goddamn if I don't think that show's going to suck for 2 months and, and because it's all new I, I don't think I'll ever be able to be okay with Alex Marvez in the commentary booth. Hmm. I don't, he's I don't just he's just got to go. He's got to go. I don't right. think he's a permanent staple. Though. I don't know, man. He, I, he think, was there for... I think they intend him to be. Uh, Keith Elliott asked a question, and we'll start this off with uh, Joe. Do y'all think AEW will get better ratings than WWE? And I'll actually add on to that. Do you think at some point it could be comparable within their first two years? No. You don't think they'll touch WWE's 2.3 million? Maybe out of the gate, but not on a regular basis, no. Not on a regular basis, Z. 
Yeah, I was going to say, first couple episodes, well, <clears throat> first episode for sure, depending on how that episode goes, will kind of dictate what the weekly ratings will be going forward. But, I mean, it took Nitro like four years one to take over the ratings, and then they finally took them over for like seven years. But, uh, yeah, I mean... Probably about two years they'll be in competition. Only be only if WWE's ratings continue to be so low, though. Like unless they change something too and their ratings skyrocket. But with the current product WWE has, I give them about two years to be somewhat within competition. Okay, uh, Nick. Yeah, I'm I'm in that same boat. The first one, two, three weeks, I think. Especially with the first show, I think they'll outdo WWE. Um, not by a lot, but... I know, I think by a lot, that uh, first show. But when you go into... It is going to take a while, a good two, three years for them to keep that pace. And, I mean, it It just depends on what they do. And, you know, honestly, I kind of feel like if the WWE product gets better and people start tuning into that more, that might pull wrestling fans back in and entice them to not only watch WWE but to watch AEW. So it might do both companies good. I could be wrong, but, you know, it's, it is definitely going to take them time to to come close to that. But for a little while, they they will. I think they'll definitely beat them in the first two, one, two, three weeks maybe. Spitty, where are you at with this? Um, I think like the first two, three weeks, maybe a month, they could beat them. But it's also dependent. WWE's product is a, is a huge factor. Um, they they easily could out like like I say Wednesday, like them going on Wednesday, that puts them head up with one of uh, the network's highest rated shows of NXT, which is you know on Hulu and in the fall when they go to Fox, it's going to be on FS1. Yeah, so that's I don't see. To me, they with, with SmackDown moving to Friday. If I was AEW, I, I'd have taken Tuesday. You know, fuck. Is it a yeah? And so NXT is supposed to be going to FS1 with the uh, with the whole thing on Wednesday. So they're going to be no matter what. They're still going to be head to head. Is is that an actual thing? Like that's been confirmed. I I know it was talked about. Is so I don't know if it's been confirmed or not, but they say. NXT's probably going to FS1 on Wednesdays. If it's not confirmed, we're it's we're speculating right now, and there's no re- and it very well may be that it could be speculation that NXT is going to FS1 and they're going to Tuesdays, and that's why AEW said, okay, let's go to Wednesday on TNT. You know, because yeah. it's you never know. You know, um, a lot of it depends on WWE's pro- the way their programming goes over the next couple months, years. You better believe okay. WWE is going to put something on to combat. Pretty much all their shows, including oh, yeah. their weekly show. Mm-hmm. So my thought process is that I agree with Z. I think that first show is probably going to blow a, uh, WWE's ratings out of the double water. It. I, um, be, very close. I'd be willing to bet double. <clears throat> I'm my, not sure because there's only so many wrestling fans. There's not nearly as many fans now as there was like in the Attitude Era. So. Where are they going to pull these new fans from? But that's the thing well, is I right. think they're bringing out the people that tuned out of wrestling because the Attitude Era kind of went away. I don't know about that. That's going to be tough. Not only that. They'd be more likely to draw new fans and bring fans. back old ones. But that. But what I'm saying is 
this is a alternative product. So I'm not saying that these fans are going to stick around. I'm saying, are you telling me that something similar to the Attitude Era is coming back for wrestling and it's going to be on TNT? So it's already reminiscent of your Monday Night Wars. You're going back and forth. I'm not saying those fans will stay. I'm saying you might get those fans tuning in. You know, just like you you don't want to drop the ball with that then because, like we said, Fighter Fest. We're like, oh, this is your free show you're giving out to everyone. Fight for the Fallen. So another free show, and you guys really are kind of, kind of, I mean, it's better, but you're still kind of dropping the ball compared to the one that people paid for. Now, Michael like, Nakazawa versus uh, Alex J- Bailey. J- <laughs> fucking puke. But now let me ask you this. If, okay, Fight for the Fallen and Fighter Fest were both free pay-per-views. If they were just weekly television shows, does that change your mind of how good or bad they were? Since they're no longer pay per views and they're weekly shows. If though, like if Fighter Fest was one episode of whatever Tuesday night, or I would say, what a shitty show that was. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, no, it's because. Again, I just it, didn't know if you were rating it on like the pay per view scale versus like. No, I'm I'm rating it on a show scale. Uh, I even I look, man, a raw can be fucking amazing, top to bottom, and I'll say it was better than a pay per view. You know, yeah, uh, so but, and that's just how I I I, I rated things on a scale of how much I enjoyed it. And if I can, you can always enjoy an episode of SmackDown better than some of the pay per views last year for sure. We used to talk about how SmackDown was the epitome of WWE, while the fucking pay per views and Raw just kept falling short. So do I think that in, in time AEW could uh, touch the ratings? Depends on the time. You know, uh, do I think they'll do it as as fast as WCW did it? You never know. It's possible. At the same time, I think they got a lot of kinks to work out. Like when Bischoff was walk- walked into WCW, they were only working out kinks for a weekly television show, not for the product. Because the product was already going from before. And when, when Ted Turner bought it, it just wasn't you know, uh, put into a thing that people wanted to see. Bischoff made it entertainment. You yeah, know, but WCW also had huge names, right? And but that's what I'm saying. Like so this Hulk is Hogan, you're going into Macho this. Man, I like, think I and those were the people that Bischoff brought. So that's why I'm thinking that this is something that will take time. It's very possible uh, down down the line. Uh, we we're asked, do we think that they are going to bring back old fans or try to market at a new group and end up making it much more uh, making it, oh, and end up making it too much scripted? That's what I was just saying. I don't know about the over script. I don't think they're going to over script anything, but I think they're more apt to bring in newer viewers than they are to bring back old grizzled, uh, bitter veteran viewers that are fed up with the product. I think I think, I think it's, it's both, bring. I think if you bring back the old viewers, it opens it up to the new viewers. And then, I mean, if the old viewers, aren't watching anything right now, then they're not in the wrestling bubble and they're not even having wind of AEW. However, then there's the nostalgia factor and people buy into nostalgia. No matter what it is, dude, no matter what the fuck, there's a reason that these goddamn bands are going on tour 10 years after an there's album nothing, and performing it. The only thing nostalgic <laughs> about this is the TV station they're on. The, the TV station and the style that's going on on the show. It's, it's not much, Monday Night Wars. They're not going head-to-head with Raw or I'm SmackDown. I'm not arguing that. What I'm saying is this is it's, it feels much more 
like what they were putting on during the Attitude Era, where there was a lot more, it was a lot less scripted. Yeah, there's no people talking, a bunch of blood, you know, yeah, that kind of shit. And it's stuff that <sighs> we, they don't. You don't know if they can do that much blood on TNT every week, though. We'll see. Smitty, might... do you think that uh, it's something that are they going new group or are they bringing back the old, old grizzled? A little bit of both, because like there's the Jada WWE fans that are definitely going to tune in. Those those indie fans that are going to tune in, and then um. Like I said, I think with the, with the, with that, especially with that indie crowd, you're going to bring in a new, a new, um, you're going to bring in a new uh, niche kind of audience, yeah, to the product. So, and you're, and you're, you're, you already got your base fans for the people who are fans of Jericho, the people who are fans of uh, Moxley, the people who are fans, right? So certain other names that are already out there. All right, Nick, uh, ask you this, and then we're going to move on to Raw and the reunion. You know, I think that. A lot lot of what you guys are saying is is very valid, but I think there's a fine line with you got to consider, and I always go back to this point that the average age of the, I'll even say just the everyday wrestling fan is getting older and older and older. The only product that well over 50% of them have regular access to is WWE. And if they think that that shit sucks, they're going to fucking walk away. And they may walk away for good. So that means that their kids aren't watching. That means that their their friends aren't watching because they're all getting out of that loop. So if they can get back into it, and I think that a lot of them will if they see AWN TNT, what is this? Maybe piquing their interest to get that helps get that younger generation and that that'll hey. Callie, my kid, check this out. Or, you know, I think a lot of the the younger crowd, they're they're not buying wrestling now because the fact that the only thing that not people like us, the only thing they're seeing is WWE, totally scripted, bullshit. They don't like it. They're turning it off. So they're telling their friends that it sucks, and their friends are telling their friends that it sucks. Well, here's AEW. Who fucking cares? You know what I mean? So I think there's a very fine line because not everybody thinks the way we do. Not everybody thinks the same way you guys do. I disagree with you to an extent, and that uh, is with the kid factor because WWE, the, part of the reason we dislike it so much is, is it's overly PG. They've kind of gotten away from it the past couple of weeks, but it's overly PG, so it's targeted at kids. So kids are the ones that are supposed to buy into it. Mikey thinks the product shit. His daughter loves it. Yeah. It's like, you know, it, it's targeted towards kids. But so, like my my 13-year-old niece thinks it's the dumbest fucking shit she's ever well, seen. she's preteen, so you, there but we you go. Know, but you know what I mean? So <laughs> like, girl. It's, it's back and forth, you know? It's her favorite wrestler, Nyla Rose. She was impressed <laughs> with the uh, main event of Extreme Rules, though. Like, we got home and she was like, oh, my God, that was so fucking cool. And I was like, okay. That was so yeah. long ago. I don't so remember what now we're kind of reeling her in. You know, but. Nice. All right. So let's go into talking Raw and SmackDown for the last couple weeks. Two weeks ago, Raw, or last week's Raw, was the Raw reunion special. Matter of fact, highest fucking episode of rated episode of Raw all fucking year, right? And Surprise to fucking Brian. Right, it, it was not. It was it was good. The end was good. Yeah, it was good. It had some decent matches for the matches that it had in it. A lot. It was fucking, hey, look at this. Hey, look at that. Hey, look at this. That's kind of a red flag, that rating st- st- uh, stat that you just said right there. Uh... Three point zero nine three million viewers for the wrong. Okay, so what, what does that say overall, though, about the big picture of of the current product? 
Um, it says that people want what they had, and there's another. It reason says why people I... are more interested in the older generation that was a lot funner to watch than they are in your current product. Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure, but we've always that's nothing new. So what I mean, what does what should WWE as a company do about that? Other back... <laughs> other than just have an old timer show once a Br- year, bring back Stoke Cold Weekly, put him on commentary. <laughs> no, think, no. Do you think Austin is the reason? Oh, I I would put money that Austin was the majority of the reason. What was that third hour statistics? I would love to tell you. I'm not looking. Oh, okay. I, I didn't search that. Oh, back. But yeah, I mean, I have the, this is just thing. has this week's and last week's. You ask nine out, or you ask ten wrestling fans of what what the best part of the Attitude Era was, and all ten of them are going to say Stone Cold Steve Austin. Everybody, he, he transcends wrestling. Everybody knows who he is. He's got no, matter what, showing, no matter if you now. saw one episode of Raw in your entire life or, I don't know. I don't, Shit, you know I don't, who I don't he is know even, if you, didn't, if, even if you never saw Raw, you fucking know right, who he is. Right, exactly. He, he transcended wrestling without ever doing anything but wrestling except for like The Condemned, which wasn't a great movie. <laughs> it was a <laughs> knockoff of Battle Royale. But, really bad knockoff. So yes, I do, I do think Stone Cold Steve Austin promised to be there, especially after like for fans like us after that Moxley interview, like, oh. Stone Cold's going on WWE now, like going back now, like, all right, I'm going to tune in. I mean, for me, from top to bottom, it was just cool to see the little skits with like Ron Simmons, who does not look like Ron Simmons. <laughs> Looks like uh, Ron Simmons died, but his ghost is still here. Ron like, Simmons need to cut his hair off, dude. Um, he looks like like fat George Jefferson. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think people's tuned in to see Stone Cold. He does. You, you thought about it. That's why you're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> a beefed up. Moving Damn. on up. <laughs> Damn. Um, <laughs> uh, Nick, Raw Reunion special for you. How was it? It was all right. I, I will say that I sat there waiting for Stone Cold to come out. <laughs> um, Point and case. And, and I say that because a lot of those, not all of them, but a lot of those guys we've seen recently, like Raw 25, or I saw Hogan Raw at WrestleMania. was four years ago. What? <laughs> yeah, dude, it was like, yeah. The 25th anniversary? It, it doesn't, Come on doesn't now, seem, man. It doesn't bit, seem like it, but it's, it's been, been a like minute since years. we've seen Two the years? living the legend thousand, Alicia the, Fox. The <laughs> thousandth episode of Raw was in 2000, 2011. Wow, That's where eight the fuck years ago. Yeah. Anyway. But I feel I, okay. That's how I feel. I feel like I've seen them more often. Like, uh, first of all, what the fuck was Alicia Fox doing there? <laughs> She's a legend, <clears throat> don't you know? And like Santino, I don't give a fuck about Santino. Really? I, didn't, I didn't give a uh, fuck I'm about fun about to see him. I, I was. I was. That's, that's fine. Let it let because it, it's, it's, uh, for five seconds. So like, I'm supposed to get hype. Okay, Rob Van Dam and Sergeant Slaughter and them coming down. That was cool. Rob Van Dam, dude, I fucking popped for. <laughs> that, that was. Cool. I was like. Oh shit! I, I was out of the room. My girl was like, "Who's Rob Van Dam?" And I was like, "Wait a minute! Pause it! Pause it! Pause it!" Pause it. And I, ran I thought he might be there because I saw someone posted a picture online that they His were Katie Forbes. No, no, no! They were at concession. They were selling the foam thumbs. I was like, "No way!" Because he signed to Impact, but when he came they, out, they even go. though I kind of thought he might be there, when he came out, I had like an old school markout pop. 
There were there were definitely I, a couple parts. I, I was kind of spoiled because his girlfriend Katie Forbes on Instagram posted uh, her uh-huh. her being backstage. Oh, but Nick, when see, you I follow her too, but I didn't see that. Three hundred legends, they all get ten seconds except for Stone Cold. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just it was kind of like, oh, cool. Okay, goodbye. All right, that's kind of cool. The twenty four seven title thing was kind of fun at first, and then it got a little too much. Yeah, yeah. I like when uh, Ray did the uh, the. The Frog Splash tribute to Rob, that was pretty cool. That was yeah. Smith, I was just underwhelmed. Smitty, were you whelmed, underwhelmed, or overwhelmed? <laughs> <laughs> I was whelmed because I went in thinking like this was a nostalgia pop ratings grab. And they missed exactly some opportunities exactly with that show. Well, we'll go ahead. We'll get your So I was exactly whelmed. You were just whelmed. I was whelmed. Like, like, I could have said, like, I knew that nothing, no, no uh, SummerSlam story was really going to progress. Maybe you had a little tidbit of stuff. For something else, but I think the most neat stuff you got was for 205, was this stuff going to 205, and outside of that, the nostal- it was a nostalgia pop ratings grab. And- All right. Joe, where, where did they miss out on? They should have done something with KO and Stone Cold. I mean, they're he's doing stunners now. Mm-hmm. That could have done wonders for KO, you know, if uh, he could have got some kind of rub from Stone Cold. He's gotten the rub from Stone Cold all over social media, though. Yeah, That's not yeah. the same as being on TV, dude, oh. and doing it in front of a live audience. And I think one person got a rub that night. Bray Wyatt. Yep. He's the only one. The only one I got a positive Mandible rub. claw on Mick Foley. Yeah. That was pretty good. Okay. Yeah, he's the only I'll one that. really that bet. He's the only like current guy on the roster that made any benefit whatsoever from the old guys being there. They had OC. They look like fucking idiots getting ran out by the NWO. Dude, DX. and what the fuck, dude? Like, so all of a sudden, that's so fucked up, because like, like a week ago, Triple H is tag-teaming with them in Japan, and now he's like, <laughs> fuck that shit. He, he does it when it's popular in Japan, and then he, fuck that, dude. Well, you just said it yourself. Social media and stuff is way different than television. So if he, just because he did it in Japan, that's Japan, still that's still in front of a live audience in a ring. That's okay. That's still a live audience, but it's mostly uh, outside of j- being Japan. It's mostly a social. Whatever. Media it still state. just shows how Triple H does what he wants what, to do when Joe, it benefits him that, and him himself the most. H, that was Triple H the game. This was Triple H the, the creator. Yes, there's a difference. <laughs> the creator. <laughs> okay, and uh, dude, and the whole Seth Rollins with, um, the Miss TV segment and the DX. Yeah. That, that was just terrible. I read that was supposed S- to be Ricochet. Seth Rollins, like, fucking sucked on that whole show. He was terrible. Seth Roll- I've lost interest in Seth Rollins, like, weeks ago. What? A- well, I guess we'll get to that later. Yeah. So, for me, I'm in full agreement with you guys. I think we're all on the same page. It was, it was, it was a show. It's n- it wasn't great. It didn't suck. But it didn't do much of anything other than you get your nostalgia pops, and I agree. There was the rub for Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, which was which was wonderful. I think that the club backing down, sorry, the OC, uh, the Orange County backing down. Yeah, that what, didn't do them any favors. No, I'm actually okay with it because one, they didn't get beat down. Two, it took a while before they backed down. It took until a bunch of people showed up. And three, before, I was say, there it was, was like, like three ten of them. People yeah, the and then they're like, okay, now there's like ten people we're gonna back. Like it was DX and NWO, and it's like, all right, you know what? Cool, we're gonna. It was the entire click and DX. So eventually, three guys could. You know, when you're backing down from ten, you don't look weak. You look like we're being smart, here. dude. They they're all heels. 
They're all two sweeters. They should have just all two sweeted and like fucked up Rollins. They did that at the <laughs> Raw twenty five show. And like the like the dumbest part was that like just because they knew they couldn't get Billy Gunn, they let uh, Seth Rollins do the whole suck it part for the whole promo at the end, which he. Totally, he sucked well, he it at. Botched it so hard. I mean, Seth is no Billy. I, I don't even like his voice. I'm Seth Rollins, and I talk out of my nose. All right, so Raw reunion. We're all on the sea. Uh, we're all on the same uh, not page. One now from Stone Cold. Not one. Not a single one. But Lillian Garcia got drenched in beer. <laughs> so next <laughs> episode Sunday. of SmackDown, we're just kind of going to cruise through this, guys, because we've only got about a half hour, a little bit over a half hour left for the show. So next episode of SmackDown, the big story coming out of it was the way Shane sold a fucking stunner. No, it was not the biggest <laughs> thing that came out of it. But it was uh, Dolph Ziggler dropping that sweet chin music on Shawn Michaels and it kind of progressing into this week's storylines. Same with Stunner. Uh, Kevin Owens hitting that stunner on Shane McMahon. SmackDown is where you saw these things start to move, really move forward for SummerSlam, which is coming up on August 11th next weekend. Um, so let's go into taking that and moving into this week's Raw on SmackDown because obviously they're the same fucking superstar, same fucking show. Uh, this week's Raw had a triple threat tag team match where we two weeks ago we said, we asked everyone here on the show, if you were finally bought into the club and then they changed their name. So, good call, Smitty. The club is dead. <laughs> Just like he said. But the OC, Jack Black's group, is fucking going to be doing it over there with all them people. God, what a fucking horrible name. Um, but California. They do come. have the tag, the Raw Tag Team Championships now. They are, the OC himself is a club that holds all of the goldish colors it's white gold yeah white gold, white gold. uh smitty are you finally bought in on this group this faction i'm starting to buy into it jeez it's yes or no man so no you're not not 100 i'm still mad about the last week so i was still mad about the last week i was glad to see them take a win and look strong and do and doing it what that last that is just some of the stuff they did last week in the track record of what they've done with them what do you buy you joe are you bought in on this finally being the iteration of these boys that you've been hoping for? Obviously, it's not going to be what they did in Japan and how fucking hardcore they were in Japan. But is it something that you're like, at least you could say, you know what? Good. Good on them. They're making them look It strong. is good on them. But no, I'm not bought in because you can't er- erase the past five, four or five, whatever years they've been in the company of history where they've done shit. You just can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. So there's like... That, no, they've been <laughs> they've been devalued and weakened for so long. Yeah, they deserve these titles probably more than anyone on the roster. But it's like it's just so hard to forget everything that they did or more more accurately didn't do. Now, so you said that. Okay, hold on, that's a good point. You're saying that you feel that they deserve those titles more than anyone on the roster. There isn't a single tag team that you could think of that would deserve. Or be as deserving of the tag team championship as them. In this context, no. They've been there for how long now? Four or five years? Okay. They threatened to leave. They were going to leave until WWE threw a bunch of money at them and said, hey, we're going to probably put you back with AJ and give you the titles. So they're like, okay, I guess we'll stay, you know? But this is a team that, like, 
they were the baddest fucking team on the planet before they came to WWE. They were fucking awesome. World renowned. And they came to WWE and fucking VKM just fucking shits on him like he does on everything that comes from outside of his company. And it's like, you just take, they take people that fans like idolize and enjoy and want to root for, and they just beat them and grind them down to a little nub. And then after that, it's almost like they're, they're, Almost valueless. So then how come they deserve the titles more than any other team? Because they've been shit on the entire time they've been there, and they have the credentials that say they should be the champions. And if given opportunities, they could be putting on stellar matches every week, but they don't get the opportunities until now. That's why. So because of their credentials in other places is why they deserve the titles in this place, even though they've not given, even been given an opportunity to run with the they've ball held, in this place, they, they man. Ran with the the, they've held the titles one before. time and it meant fucking nothing. It was a short, meaningless, it was short, meaningless run to transit to for Hardy's to win. Dude, Vince, they've, they've been riding the pine. Okay. They don't get used until now. Like, and they're, why? Because Vince didn't create them. Like, why? There's really no logical reason for it. They're one of the best tag teams on the fucking earth before they came here. You know, I, I would love to agree with you completely, but I can only partially agree because while they were riding the pine, especially on like uh, when they were put onto SmackDown at, the, at one point, um, it, there was so much going on with the tag division on SmackDown that it was hard to get them into anything. New Day Usos were a fucking but that was it. That was your tag team. Yeah, man. Right, but, but it was, was still it. but it was still putting on every time they had a match and then uh, oh, who else got involved with Look, you second? saw the tag team match on Raw. They could have easily thrown uh the Good Brothers in that mix. Some look at the that match with the Revival and the Usos and them guys on it was a great match. Tell me it wasn't. I'm, I'm not arguing that. But you, if they could have been them, having great matches with New Day and Usos for years for now. But if, if they just would have had them, opportunities. If you put them in that match scenario and situation where the Usos and New Day are selling out things. The reason people are going at the end of the day, people are going Usos and New Day. So people are looking at paying money for Usos and New Day, and they're not paying money for Gallows and Anderson. So if you put Gallows and Anderson in that situation, you're putting them in there to lose, and then you're fighting your own battle where you're not like, not necessarily, hey, really, not if you book them to win or if they have a good fucking showing. Uh, without taking a loss, uh, without taking a, yeah. without taking a pin. But well, this, so you're, so what I'm saying like is they're. Read online or <laughs> but what I'm I'm saying is, is you're fight. You're saying that they deserve to win to you, but if they're not putting on, but if no one's giving a shit, right? If no one's going to the show that gives a shit about them, if they're not buying any, how could or, they give a not? shit about them if they're never Listen on the fucking card? Time out, time out, time out, time out. Facts. Joe was literally having this conversation online about uh, who the fuck was it? About? New Jack. No. That was fucking hilarious. Stop, stop, stop. stop. No, it, he was in. in, in Today? He, yeah, the one about the kids like, well, I have an opinion. You're like, your opinion doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> You're like, I don't even fucking know you. <laughs> that one. Dude, I roasted that guy. He had to come. <laughs> well, I was right in everything I said. Conversation, but, but, okay. So, no, it's not, though. It's not. It's really not. Because <laughs> my opinion does matter. <laughs> he does know me. <laughs> so, again... But you're saying you book them to win, right? So you give them. Let's say you give them a win. Let's say you give them a win two weeks in a row. But the uh, uh, the fucking gals and Anderson are still not putting the butts in the seats like New Day 
and like the Usos. They're still selling, outselling all the fucking merch are going to those tag teams, which is the reason when you're going to it, people are buying all okay. of this stuff. Okay, I'll still go back to what my point was earlier. How much TV time over the past few years has New Day and Usos had compared to the uh, Gallows and Anderson? Uh, but I'm not. But I'm saying is opportunities. I, I'm not arguing. How have Gallows and Anderson? How how could they get themselves over other than like social media if they're not on TV? But if you're putting them in those matches, right, and they're just thrown into a feud that is red fucking hot. They're not going to get the wins. They're not going to be put in a good light. So all you're doing is killing them harder, in my opinion. And that's, I'm not saying that they shouldn't. I'm not saying they didn't deserve it. But you put them into a situation where you're saying they're right in the bench. But you put into a red-hot situation. And all it's going to do is make them look like losing. Look, I'm not just saying throw them in a triple threat fucking tag match with no rhyme or reason or no booking behind it with those guys. But, but you, care about the tag team division but you more. can write them and weave them in and out of the tag division and let no, natural storylines develop, dude. But that's well, yeah. kind of what they did on Monday. Well, it's just through that that's, triple yeah, tag, what tag it, match that it let them win. Because once again, AJ's hot. Well, they're hot. With my AJ. only issue with the club is I would have liked. To see. Didn't they win a match to get in that match though? No, 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 no. They, they were, thrown were just into put they into were the match. In. Okay. And my biggest issue with that is I would have liked to see them. Kind of run through the tag division and then take the title. I'd like, like to see them do like that four Dom- years ago. Well, kind of like what they're doing with the Viking Raiders, only with actual teams in the WWE, not jobbers, but have them come out and like look dominant and then take the titles. Now, right now, it just looks like, oh, they won a fluke match. Let's be honest. A triple threat and they got lucky. Let's be honest. Like, they wouldn't even get this enough. They put them guys back with, a- put them back with AJ. Like I say, what in Vince McMahon's company they are they are valueless without AJ. Honestly, yeah, but that's they only, would, it's they, only because that's the way they book them. Like say, so, you're saying that there's no way they can get value now, even with AJ to go off separate from him. They'll they'll never have value. That that I don't know. I don't with, know. With, well, I'm asking with, within Vince McMahon's company, no. I don't think like without without AJ, they don't get the opportunities that they that they got right, so get right now. Can you tell me Vince hates bald people? God. I'm gonna tell you this right now. I think that's the stupidest way of looking at it. <laughs> how, and here's why. How you really think. Stone Cold's his biggest horse ever. How could he? But here's why. People? AJ is nowhere near a Vince McMahon creation. He is the furthest thing from it. But he took what he was given and blew the fuck up in that company. There's a reason he held that WWE championship for over a year. There's a reason that Gallows and Anderson with him get uh Gallows and with him give them value. If they have if they have a run with AJ as their by his side, it's very possible they get put into enough heat or enough over that where they can then have a good run period. I'm not saying they're going to be the main event of the fucking show because let's be very honest, it's not a tag team driven division show, right? Period. But it's okay about tag teams. But at the same time, there's a reason that at one point the Dudleys, Edge and Christian, and the Hardys were the biggest fucking thing in wrestling. There's a reason how in 2017 the Usos and the New Day were putting on fucking classic match after classic fucking match, and Vince could not argue it. There's a reason that Kofi Kingston is your WWE champion right now, and it's because of how over he was getting in that group, and then was put into the right place at the right time. Nah, it's because so, uh, Randy injured Ali. 
That's, yes. <laughs> but again, put in the right place at the right time. So that being said, to say that no, they can never get over in Vince McMahon's company when other people have done it against grains that everyone is saying Vince McMahon has is stupid. Yeah, because I'm not saying it I don't won't agree be. With a, that. Yeah, I don't say. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. Anything could spark a fire. Yeah, you know. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm saying to say it will never happen is the most fucking ignorant thing you could say. Yeah, Jericho, That's why I Jericho said Jericho I don't know. Yeah, agreed. So. Boom. Wow. Gals and Anderson very well could be one of the hottest fucking things. And they, and they, the, they, they have me. all the tools to do it. Yeah, no, they nobody just, they they have the tools TV to do it. Nobody more than me wants that to happen. Just like I just look like that. I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. He's he's got better abs than me nowadays. There's a reason I loved Entourage, okay? Because it fucking got me over. <laughs> hey, is that fucking turtle? Yep, it is. <laughs> <You got something. laughs> it's it's me. You want to take a photo? What's up, Vince? <laughs> you know. Um, but <laughs> try, try some of my tequila. <laughs> I've taken so many photos with pictures of me with an Avion model. It's <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> I now, see it now. I see it. <laughs> you didn't you see it before? before? <laughs> I never thought about it. <laughs> and it's just in my head, and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> it's even worse before he wore glasses. I'm going to get a selfie uh, with you before I leave. That's fine. <laughs> uh, it, it was actually really funny. I posted a photo of my new license. My license is on uh, fucking Twitter. And one of my friends just commented a gif of turtle. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so now let's go on to we said that it was kind of overdone and a little bit uh, stupid at the, towards the end of it uh, on the Raw reunion show. Well, on the beginning of at the beginning of Monday Night Raw this week. The 24-7 championship was defended. Truth retained and then was piled on and Mike Canella slid out with the 24-7 title, <laughs> becoming the 24-7 champion until he went to his locker room. Well, he went to the official, the official's room, which was then knocked on by his wife, who then told him to get on his back and she pinned him because nobody can touch a pregnant woman as champion. This happened. Is this good or bad, Z? They're retiring the belt, and this is how they're doing. <laughs> uh, they're retiring the best title. I'm just your entire okay, fucking listen, company. Listen, they did that whole opening intro to how great and entertaining this title has been, and then then putting it on Maria's. Who, if if you really can't pin a pregnant woman, then um, maybe. So for the next nine months. <laughs> You could, You're wrong. Yeah. Think about it. How did Ginger lose it on the plane? Sleeping. Sleeping. Well, what did she say so though? You're, so you mean to tell no, no, me no. in the in this PC driven world, you're gonna have a man no, not lay like on top of a sleeping I'm woman? gonna have I'm Good gonna luck. have her husband gonna roll be- over in bed and a ref go. Now three, and then he takes off and loses. like how Jack, how hey, could, she, uh, she's gonna be up in uh, she's gonna be up in stirrups yeah. at the OBGYN tomorrow. You never know. And then <laughs> walks in Dr. Drake. <laughs> or or Mike Canellis just has his hand on her shoulder. Right. And her oh, wife comes up and counts honey. one, two, three. Or her name is Shell. Everything will be okay, honny. <laughs> or her name is Shell. Just go ahead and take it. Yeah, How so, fucked up would it be if they did it during labor while she was sedated? <laughs> She's giving birth. All, we finally found someone that didn't want to be sedated. <laughs> so, uh, oh, so, so right. I know, but you said PC. World, but I'm, like, I'm just so, saying WWE's PC. So you think this is killing the belt? 
Without well, with the exception of what you just said, right. what are they supposed to do? You're going to lay They'll on top of a pregnant woman, or she's sleeping. You're going to lay on top of a pregnant woman. Like, no, that shit Hopefully, is not going to fly in this, in this boy, day and age. Um, I, I agree with you. I I I, th- I think them putting on the uh, the belt on Maria. Me personally, I thought it was fucking genius because she's right. You know how much she can parade herself around for a little bit? You can get a couple weeks out of this, but you're obviously getting something at the OBGYN next week <laughs> because there's a reason that was fucking announced. Yep. You know. However, had you not announced that, I felt like you could run with it for a couple weeks, just her walking around and people be and more people being pissed off at Mike because Mike gave her the fucking title, basically, and then going but, off on her and calling him out. That's the reason I was thinking that- I'll you, kick you in a vagina. I've, uh, <laughs> I've defended Mike Bennett. This entire time about his burial, it's Mike Canellas. Yeah, what the fuck ever, dude. He can't come uh, back from this. He's, um, yeah, he's, he's emasculated. After, <laughs> he's after been emasculated so bad to his wife by her demanding him to get down on the ground, and she pins him. I, I think that's the nail in the coffin. Like this right whole there. angle is totally getting Maria over. While it, totally burying Mike, like but, he, I, he cannot come back from but this. But they're dude. getting they're getting TV His time, which was gone, fine, dude. But officially, he's been cast. This really kills Monday. to me. It kills his character. So, Joe, you're saying this is killing his character, and especially, are you finding this as you would like to call tickle butt? No, could be. It's because it's okay. uh, it is actually the way they talk. I mean, it's a very it realistic sad. angle. I mean. There's plenty of couples out there where it's just like that. You know, where the, you know, there's the, like, the, man? the guy kind of maybe got a girl that's out of his league. And then when you get behind closed doors, you find out why. So that's not like a very unrealistic storyline. That's very, that's very real life to me. And, and honestly, the way Maria's do, she's fucking amazing at it. Like almost too amazing. Like, Maybe there's a little bit of like, you <laughs> know, real like a life your imitating balls art, purse, brother. or art, art imitating life here or whatever, you know, because um, it just seems to come very natural to her. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, like I said, I it, I don't mind the, the angle, like it's an entertaining angle, but to me, it kills Mike Canellis as a car- a wrestler. Do you think that this is a possibility of uh, trying to bring him down so low to where the fans get behind him and then he gets a huge pop from it? He gets a good. Rub from this, um, only. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he's with Maria, he's already getting some pretty good rubs, you know, <laughs> at least twice, All right? <laughs> I mean, she's fine. I mean, well, we don't know that the baby's hers. It could be no. Uh, I, I it think it could the... be Angela Dawkins. <laughs> Fans, don't Fam. start rumors. <laughs> that shit was funny. I will say this: the street pops have been really entertaining. They have. Yes. They have. Anyway, um, the only way I think that could happen. Is if like, you know, Maria somehow got her comeuppance and Mike like told her off or something and divorced they get, they her or something. Storyline divorce. Yeah, see, that's what I I he, thought this was gonna play out. You know, that. that's the only way. That's the only way it would work is if he got his comeuppance on her, which would obviously end the relationship. He just gets fed up. And like, do you think it would? Uh, okay. So my, on TV, I don't mean yeah, it really. No, 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 no. What? I don't even think it would end a relationship on TV. I think that there's a way, I mean, just like in any situation where a dude could find, he could finally lay down his law and then she go, that's what I've wanted. Cause she's been fucking demeaning him as a dude. And then reverse roles. He right. turns in the heel and he's just or like, even, he's like macho to, she's now Elizabeth. No, not even that. Then, <laughs> Come here, bitch. Then they have, <laughs> I said I want mayonnaise on my sandwich. <laughs> Sorry. 
then they have an equal relationship is what I'm saying. Like I mean, he doesn't have to go heal and destroy her, but coming out of where yeah, it is, the way they get the way they got him now. No, I don't, I don't think that at all. I think the fans will, will get behind. And if she goes and if she ends up apologizing, well, then the fans are a little bit more sympathetic. And then if you see it play out for a couple weeks, that's a little anticlimactic. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather see something more, Exciting. More like real life, like like yeah. a divorce. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, bitch, if you don't... <laughs> I'd much rather this fucking marriage end. Nick, D- you're watching A divorce this? and a backhand. Nick, you're watching this. <laughs> now that would be entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me it wouldn't. Fuck, it's like, I'll hit a pregnant woman. It's not my baby. <laughs> you say it yourself. <laughs> Bring that Snitsky, little punk Maria. Right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wasn't my fault. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, all right. Okay. Okay. Out. Okay. We're getting, we're, getting on a, we're getting on this. We're getting on this. We're going on a on a tirade. Nick, it's entertaining. Though. You're watching this, and your thought process uh, is it going along the lines of everything we've already talked about? Or are you hoping that Mike comes back and looks more like a man? I don't know if he can. I, I really don't yeah, because that's where I'm. <laughs> man, she is like she's annoying as fuck. She buried and, balls and. At first, I'm like, God, this fucking sucks. But the more and more I think about it, <laughs> the more and more I think about it. I mean, it sucks for him. Yeah. She's doing an, a great job at making him look like a fucking piece of shit. Turd. <laughs> like, I'm going to kick you in your vagina. Like, wife. If you don't open this door right now, I'm going to kick you straight in the and, vagina. And he just handed her his balls and was like, yes, honey, that's fine. I will lay down. And, you know, I, I just think they're just going to keep burying him and burying him and burying him. Do I think it's possible what you said that they, the people could get behind him? It's possible. But it, it's either going to be that or he's going to kick her in the stomach. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'd need to go back to ECW 98 <laughs> or some shit like that. What if she goes to the OBGYN and they tell her she's not pregnant? And then that's when everybody like. Gangs. I mean, but she is for real. Is for real for, I, right. Yeah. But, so they can't do that, unfortunately. Because she's just going to keep getting bigger. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the next big fucking thing that's going on on Monday Night Fucking Flaw. Uh, Monday Night Coleslaw. <laughs> Uh, Seth freaking side. Rollins or Seth freaking freaking fodder drink to be bad. <laughs> I only said it to make everybody drink. No one has fucking claws to speak. <laughs> um, Water drinking pusses. <laughs> like Mark Henry in the MGD beer bath. Motherfucker. <laughs> um, Seth Rollins took one hellacious beating. From Brock Lesnar this week, um, I'd say more so on the stretcher than the fucking chairs. But either way, um, yeah, that stretcher bump was bad. Yeah, <clears throat> brutal. We were asked earlier, and I said we would get to it. Uh, Seth is supposed to so supposed to show up to a show in Toledo in August before SummerSlam, but after I think August third, he said. Um, I don't think that's this raw. Sunday. I don't think that's raw. That's Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, that's this weekend. Yeah. Um, are we thinking that they're going to play along with the storyline and keep him away from some house shows? I would. Yeah, yep. I absolutely, absolutely. If I was, if I had the pencil, I absolutely would. He wouldn't be seen in public at all. Yeah, I was going to say if I were them, I would. No social I media, nothing. I, I would, be, li- I would have be looking at his wounds off the grid until for real. the day off. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I thought that too. 
He should be careful. He's a good man. Good old, he all they old mentioned they don't want. He doesn't want his medical. Yeah, he's already came out and said that he doesn't want to reveal his like yeah, me- his condition, his medical condition. So now just radio play along with that. Yeah, SummerSlam. keep that going. You believe that? Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Let me rephrase this because that was going the wrong way. If he does show, and or he does, well, I won't say social media. Let's just say he does show. Um, let's say it's looking for a match still because that's Seth freaking Rollins's. But they come out even at the house shows and say, "Get you can't be here. You're not medically cleared. Get in the back." Does that help or hurt his character, Nick? Mm, it's tough. I think it could go either way. I, I, I think it could could hurt it. You're talking about the house show. Yeah, if he shows up the house show and like the, someone comes out from the back and says, "Dude, you're not a medically cleared. Be out here. You have to go in the back." In the I wouldn't back. do it at all. I wouldn't know. But just, let's. Um, but let's. Seth Rollins is uh, uh, a fighter. No, not a fighter. He is scheduled to appear. You know, granted, yes, card subject to change and so on and so forth. But you saw Seth Rollins show up at a house show, and he said he really wanted to fight, even though he was told he couldn't. He had a chair or whatever. They told me made him go into the back. I think it depends if you did like one of those WWE exclusive things where like he was up on the video board and he's in the locker room and and all of a sudden a ref or the trainer or somebody comes up and says, hey, you know, this isn't going to work. That's one thing. But if he actually makes it an effort, goes out to the ring, entrance music comes on and he's ready for some kind of match and then they come out there. I think that that makes it even worse. But what these guys are saying, just fucking leave him off. And who tells him that he can't wrestle? That's still yeah. this Saturday. You know what I mean? Like outside of Shane McMahon, who's the uh, authority figure? No, but this this, the this Saturday, that's still within the same week that this happened, right? Right. Yeah. Man, he sh- he's so fucked up. He's still in the hospital bed. I agree. I think that's the best. I th- I think that's the best scenario to keep him. He's still on that gurney. So. You're watching this, and I even, when I saw the chairs, I was like, holy shit. And then all of a sudden, Seth is spitting up blood, right? There's a... a Quotes, spitting up blood. Yeah. He then gets onto the gurney. That's uh, that's always a tickle butt to me, the spitting up blood. And you know it's not real. Maybe. You never know. And (laughs) You got to get, like, shot for some shit like that. No, no, a terrible bleeding can cause it. True, so he'd still be in a hospital bed. (laughs) (laughs) But what would cause internal bleeding? So he goes into the back. Roman's checking on him. Becky's just just looking. Just a puncture and organ is what I'm saying. Becky's just looking from the side. After all this stuff that they built with Seth and Becky's relationship, now she's not paying any fuck attention. That was weird, wasn't it? Right? Then Roman gets closer than Becky even did. Uh, Granted, maybe it was something off camera, but still. And then there's a little tussle, so on and so forth. But then they go back to him, and Brock pulls him out and fucking takes him off the stretcher in the gurney and fucking F5s his ass onto the fucking gurney. Granted. Hellacious bump. If you're paying real attention, you notice it wasn't so much mid, it was more side. But his side still fucking hit. Right on his hip. Yeah, that looked bad. How are we feeling about this feud now? Smitty, this is something that we're kind of just like – we're all kind of sick of Seth Rollins. We're, let's very much agree with that. No one's really saying, man, I'm really loving Seth Rollins right now. We're all like, okay, it's, it's kind of run. Let's pull him away, put someone else in. But there's this huge fucking beatdown on Ross, Minnie. Are you – did it add any excitement for this match at SummerSlam? Or do you think it's going to do something good for the match and the storyline? Or are you still like, I don't give a shit, but those bumps are sweet? Uh, part two. <laughs> 
With Don't give a shit, but the bumps are sweet. Okay. Joe, are you a little bit more sold on uh, Seth versus Brock? Yeah. Okay. Why? There's just a lot more intrigue now after that. That was a fucking bad beatdown. Like, bad. Like, I could I could have went without the coffin of blood. Like, I, I just think that's right. silly because you know it's not real. But, uh, I mean, that was really <laughs> a brutal beatdown. It was fucking awesome other than the awkward beckiness of it. Um so yeah, I, I want to see. I'm definitely more interested to see how uh, how uh, Rollins responds to this. Nick, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I, I mean, I because I really didn't give a fuck about this match at all before. So now I give a little bit of a fuck. Okay. Yeah, I, I really didn't either because I was like, okay, Brock and Seth again. But now I'm like, okay, that's that's a pretty good fucking beatdown. And if they play their <laughs> cards right and keep him off the grid, I think that. It'll play off really well. I still think it'd be nice to see Seth. You know, obviously Brock's going to go over at SummerSlam and make way for somebody else. We don't know that's else. obvious. I, I feel like it is, but you know, what do I know? But Z, you're thinking it's not obvious either. <clears throat> well, unless they want to get that title off them so they can move him to SmackDown for Fox. But there's other ways around that right. too. Um. The beatdown on Seth, though, I mean, all but guarantees Brock's going to win because, I mean, he was he was coughing up a, a kidney or whatever he punctured after he hit that gurney. His pancreas, probably. And, he yeah, was doing that. Yeah. He was coughing up blood before when he was still in the ring. <laughs> yeah. Um, you could tell. Cause but, yeah, he ready. took that beating, and then he's supposed to go in not 100% against Brock at SummerSlam. I mean, that's the only reason why I'm like, all right, Seth might go over because nobody believes Seth is going to go over. But I mean, yeah, Nick might be right. And did it put a, did it put a spark uh, spark into the feud for you to where? No, you I still don't give a shit. <laughs> I, I still I still don't give a shit. About I still it. don't give a shit. All right. Um, side side note on that. Yeah. Um, real quick, just Vince's last public statement on his uh, quarterly earnings uh, statement, whatever, with the shareholders, he says, you know. WWE is more sophisticated than that. We're, we're not going to do blood and guts like uh, AEW. And I can't imagine TNT would let them do that either. And what's the first thing that he does the, on the first TV after that statement? Blood and guts. He's got people coughing up blood. Like, that's... Yep. <laughs> well, <laughs> All his, right, his exact quote was, every match being blood and guts. He... he why not? Does, not every match in AEW is blood and guts. But I they know, actually I know, but have had quite a bit of it, actually. He, he went on to say two that... Two shot with blood. No, no, they, no. Okay, hi. He went on to say that if they continue to have blood and guts every week, that it's bad for business I agree general, with that, actually. And at the rate they're going. And he said they try to be more sophisticated without the blood and guts. Mm. Uh, but also, Vince, I mean... Vince's How, humor. Vince's humor is anything but. I know Vince is the final say, but now you got like Heyman putting shit together. So who's to say that was Vince's idea? Or maybe Seth fucking put a capsule in his mouth and did it on his own. No, they didn't. He did not do that. Uh, there's a big thing when it comes to blood, and and also when Vince was talking about, it, he was talking about TNT probably not allowing it due to sponsors, which is why WWE can't allow blood. As often as maybe they'd like to. There's plenty of, of shows on TNT and USA that show blood. The reason Vince doesn't do it is because his p- company's publicly owned. Right. Facts. Well, yeah. All right. Next. 
they super kick. Yes, actually, that was it. Was going to go and lead into the next one. Actually, um, th- is this super kick leading up to a possible Shawn Michaels return? It better fucking be. <laughs> it better be. Yeah, I, I don't think so because the like TV like Dolph or Sean at Survivor Series or well, Rumble or something like that. Write, so Sean even said you're a second rate HBK. So it plays into a story because HBK has always said he, he was never going to. There has to be a, something that plays into it why he would come out of retirement and that fucking. Uh, I've actually heard, and I've heard Sean on hold pod- on guys. Sorry. So Sean had a shit match. In Saudi Arabia, which was bringing him back for money. He always said he would never do it for money, but did. Because that made way, so, le- no, way less sense for that. Sometimes someone makes you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> it made way less sense for him to come back for that match than to come back for something that's a storyline that's been kind of built. So if this is being built up, Sean calls Dolph a, a second-rate him and then gets a super kick. And now Dolph is fucking teasing it each fucking time he's been out there. Z, you're saying you fucking hope it does, and if so, where do you want to see that happen then? Uh, I mean, I was thinking SummerSlam. Nope. Uh, no, I get it, but like with it happening, so probably it's got to be one of your big four. Um, probably Survivor Series, maybe even the next pay per view. Who knows? Um, but I think ultimately, if he does come back to face Ziggler, that means. We might actually get AJ versus Shawn Michaels because he recently talked about him being open to coming back. Who's he? Sean, Pronouns, pal. Shawn Michaels. Um, but now, see, it can't just be a blow off. Like if it was a blow off, it would have been Shawn giving him sweet chin music, and that would have been the end of it. The fact that Ziggler did it to Shawn, like it's got to be an opening for something. And like I was say, I've heard Shawn on podcasts before. When uh, the topic of Dolph Ziggler comes up and he has like said that, like just in like conversational, like shoot terminology, like, yeah, he, he's good and all, but he, he's got to find his own way and kind of stop trying to be the next me. You know, <laughs> like he's said that before, like publicly before all this storyline for all this happened. Do you think this brings him back? You know, honestly, until you even ask that question, that never even crossed my mind. Honestly, I even though he came out with the the mock up uh, tights before the uh, Lesnar beat down and, you know, with the music and everything, Mm -hmm. I just thought he was just still fucking with him. I didn't I guess I should be smarter than that by now that they don't do things for no reason in wrestling that. You know, it's usually always a seed being planted. So you think this is 100% Sean's coming back? No, no, no. Maybe a one-off? 50-50. Uh, 50-50 that he's coming back for a match with, with uh, Ziggler. Yeah. Uh, Nick, what percentage are you at that you think this is bringing him back? I'm going more like 75. Okay. Um, I think Over we could see. I, I think right now, so we have Dolph and The Miz at SummerSlam. I think, and I, I'm just speculating here. I wouldn't be surprised if Shawn Michaels was in the Miz's corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that could lead to something down the line, next pay-per-view, big four, whatever. But I definitely think there's a good possibility we could see it, and I'm all for it. Smitty, your percentage-wise? 40. 40%. I think it's a 40% like chance that Michaels could have some like one-off. Where, not really exactly come comeback. you come up with your percentages? Because that's the sale tonight Scott on Scott Steiner, man. 40% off. Smitty's Meats. I got. <laughs> no, I said 40% because, like, 
I'm like not exactly at a fifty percent, but I'm no, but I'm nowhere. I'm not nowhere near. I'm not at a fifty percent at all. I'm more so on a. No, it was like to a certain degree. It was just giving Dolph a good rub going into this feud with Miz. That's so, kind of what so, I thought at first. So why not forty five percent? Or how about forty seven and a half percent? Suck my dick. <laughs> That's a zero percent. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call negative ten percent. <laughs> oh, you have a vagina too. <laughs> All right, it's cold. I, I, I think that this is a ninety percent, but I think this is a ninety percent that is going to happen at Mania. I think the seeds are being planted for McIntyre versus Taker, and seeds are being planted for Dolph versus HBK. I, do I think HBK is going to be involved in Miz's corner? Yep. Do I think that's going to make things unsettled uh, between Miz and uh, Dolph Ziggler? Yep. Well, I could think that's going to continue on. Yeah. So now, if we're going to Mania to build this, what do you do? Team Dolph versus Team Sean at Survivor Series and then have Sean enter the Royal Rumble? They don't el- do Survivor Series matches at Survivor Series <laughs> anymore. <laughs> and what do you think? Are you crazy? Dolph or something like that, and then that's what leads to Mania? Like... I mean, you got time to build it, but how? I fully agree that they should do more than a one-off. I think a one-off is – it's not necessary. But at the same time, you're that's getting Sean back for a couple matches. Yes, uh, Survivor Series-style match where, I don't know, do whoever's much. involved, very possible. I mean, I know, like, Dolph is kind of, like, emulated – Sean's style over the years, but if we're talking about like bringing Sean back for like dream match type He's scenario, DX for many years. But <laughs> if we're just talking about bringing Sean back, Sean back for like dream match type scenarios, wouldn't like ninety nine percent of people rather see him wrestle AJ than Dolph? Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. Well, yeah, of course. But I think I honestly think it's going to be. AJ and Sean at Mania. If Sean comes back, I think Ziggler's the warm up to AJ. I don't think that'll ever happen. I don't. Maybe I don't know. I, I, I just think that this is a yes. You're right. I would love AJ versus Sean. I'm sorry. I would have loved AJ versus Sean. Do I think it'll be what everything I want it to be? No, of course not. Nothing is anymore. I I think that's another one of those nostalgia pulls. We're like sweet. Um, now what we are talking about is a possible one-off match for another hall of famer on SmackDown this week. Jerry, the King Lawler held King's court with Trish Stratus. Charlotte interrupted and challenged Trish to a match at SummerSlam. Trish accepted. So you now have Charlotte Flair versus Trish Stratus at SummerSlam this year. Is this going to be something that continues no nah, i don't want to ask that is this going to be something that anyone gives a shit about better joe charlotte flair trish stratus are you like holy shit i give one percent of shit about this or is it more it's 47.5 percent. oh for you right. M- me personally <laughs> i i'm not that i don't really care that much about it i'm sure others probably will care about it more than me but i don't know trish was struggling on the mic on the king's court badly up until the very end when she said charlotte was acting like a bitch 
So like when Charlotte came out, she kind of basically carried her on the mic. And then at uh, SummerSlam, she's going to have to carry her in the ring. I mean, because Trish, let's be honest, she wasn't hired for her wrestling ability. And now she's old. So it's going to be Charlotte literally carrying this this Trish through the match. And so, so it's not going to be some fucking Malenko versus Guerrero fucking clinic. You, you know, right. it's, it's going to be Charlotte doing the best she can to get the most out of Trish to have a passable fucking attraction of a match. So Grant says... So I'm not... Ex- no, I'm not excited about it at all, really. Grant says the sad thing is it's going to be the most important women's match on the card. Do you see that as truth, Smitty? I don't think it's true. I don't think it's the most important women's match on the card. I think it's going to be the most publicized match on women's match on the card. What do you think is the most important one? I think Becky, Becky versus Natty. Natty. Okay. Who's, Nick. Who's Bailey facing it? Ember Moon. Ember Moon. Becky uh, Becky and Natty got the best storyline going in this shit. What yes. do you think? Where are you at this most important match? No. Um, I'm not interested in it at all. Uh, I got to say, <laughs> Trish Stratus looks like shit. Um, just saying. That's right. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Her fucking black eyes, saggy eyes, her fucking square boobs. And he's I'm right just, there. Why did you bring up black eyes? <clears throat> um, My bad, dude. She's like 50. Yeah, but still. <laughs> Angela Bassett is damn near 70, so fuck off. Um, Smitty's 71. But black yeah. don't crack, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Continue your thought, Nick. Sorry. It's uh, it is just you know it. I don't know. It'll be fodder. <laughs> don't even have any more. I, to I don't either. I had to say it though. You're saying Trish Stratus is fodder to fucking young shit. She's you know like Joe said, Charlotte's gonna have to carry her in the ring. She's gonna carry her through that match. I mean. I can't really take. Does Trish have a chance in this match? Like seriously? Fuck no. Her chances are zero point zero 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 infinity zero. Right. So, so then all of a sudden, if they shock you and she goes over, it's like fuck. I no. I'd, I'd be pissed if they did <laughs> yeah. that. You know, I wouldn't be pissed. Well, I, I actually would not be pissed. Like you got two Canadians going in two high profile matches in this on this card. If one of them goes over, um, if Charlotte, if Charlotte takes an L, it doesn't hurt Charlotte. At this point, how does losing to Trish Stratus at SummerSlam not hurt Charlotte's Charlotte. fucking Teflon? Yeah, Charlotte is Charlotte's one of the most protected women on that. It's probably the most protected woman on that roster. Trish is gonna get cheered like a mofo. That's her yeah. hometown. Once again, I mean, like, they're gonna a, come unglued for her. Yeah, they'll come unglued for her if Trish. If Trish does pull off a W, it doesn't hurt Charlotte, and the Toronto crowd it, gets a. Pop, I disagree. Gets, it does hurt Charlotte, and she's Teflon to an extent, but. Someone you comes lose, in with a metal knife. You lose. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Don't touch it with a metal fork. <laughs> Don't put it in the dishwasher. I mean, you lose to El- a retired aged. person who was never really that great of a wrestler in the first place when Charlotte is touted to be not only one of the best women's wrestlers in the company, but one of the best wrestlers, period, men or women in the company. And then she loses to... A female wrestler that's 15 years past her prime and was never really that great in the first place. You know what? This is WWE we're talking about still. No. There, he's both of those. Z and Joe are right. Because Charlotte hasn't done anything 
since the match at Mania. She's lost. It's all she done is lost mm-hmm. since the match at Mania, match at Mania included. She did not win the title back. She has been off TV. She has not been featured. She comes back to lose this match. Yeah, I agree. That's not, Dude, that's it, not it, true because like she, she, she went to SmackDown Women's Title before Bailey cashed in that money in the bank. Going back to the town it's in, she's going to get yeah. booed so fucking hard in this match and her entrance and stuff. And she's, she's playing a heel right now. I mean, this could really, like, she could, like, be ultra heel in this thing and just kick the shit out of Trish, pin her clean the middle, and it would just, like, really boost her heel status. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that it matters that she got help from Lacey Evans to win a belt that she lost five seconds later? Well, you say all she's done is she's lose. Done, she no, that, that was, that was your... That's all she's done. Because I, that's not that's a bare that's a barely win that's uh, it's oh you got your that's hey you're the eighth time champion now we got you a number here you go give it to Bailey oh you my last like one of my last BDR championship runs <laughs> yeah and there's a forty seven percent chance I won't give it to you next time either <laughs> forty seven and a half actually. so just like the hundred percent chance you never gave it to me for my last run you piece of shit times that by two and there's a three hundred percent chance you can all suck my designer <laughs> <laughs> man. <laughs> Zot Ziner. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's fucking it for us. We will be watching SummerSlam at the downtown Detroit Buffalo Wild Wings, second floor. We have both bars we're taking over. Prizes, giveaways, so much fucking fun. All of us will be there. Except Z. And we will be having a blasty motherfucking blast. If you were there for our WrestleMania party, you want to be there for our SummerSlam party. Why? It's warmer. And we'll have a patio. It's hype as fuck, yo. Uh, So we have both floors. No cover charge. Family friendly. Bring your fucking kids. Bring your abstinent kids. I don't give a shit. Bring whomever (laughs) you want to bring. We will fucking let them sit there and drink no alcohol if they're under the age of 21. But if they're 21 and up with a valid ID, them fuckers can drink. You can drink. We're going to get you drunk. If you were there last time, we gave away a uh, replica WWE championship belt. Uh, we gave bat. away the a sting, sting sign bat. bat. We mm. have so much stuff. T-shirts, all that stuff. Aaron, we fucking love y'all as well. Make sure you're there. August 11th, Sunday. It all starts as soon as SummerSlam kicks off. Come to the second floor. We will be there. At the same time, after SummerSlam, we will be at StarCast in Chicago, baby. Labor Day weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The day after AEW. And if you're there... At StarCast, you can fucking come in and sit down. We're going to be talking to people, people walking around this convention. Hopefully, we'll get some interviews. We'll put them all up on our YouTube. That's what we want to do. We want to talk to you if you're at StarCast. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, fucking YouTube, at BDRCast, all of that shit. Uh, BreakingDownTheRing.com is going to be up up uh, dated very soon, actually. So that being said... Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for people that were tuning in on fucking Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope slash Twitter. We appreciate it. We're coming live next week with our SummerSlam picks and NXT uh, TakeOver picks. We are your ring crew. Big Dick Bastard Smith. Nick the Spick. It's not yours. Take it out of your mouth. Pull up and Joe. <laughs> And me, the almighty one, Mikey himself. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again so much for watching, and we are out. Boo.